You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Thank you for joining me on episode 72 of the Blended Family Podcast. On today's show, I will answer some of your questions. If you ever want to ask me a question for a future show, you can email them to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. You can post them in the private Facebook group, or you can message me on the Blended Family Podcast Facebook fan page. I always try to give you a personal response in addition to including the question on the show. Lately, I've been a bit overwhelmed, so if you haven't gotten an answer from me quickly enough, I do apologize. If for some reason you don't get a response at all, please go ahead and email me again. It's possible that somehow it got lost or overlooked because I always respond at least within two weeks. So if you have a missed response, please contact me again. Before we start, I want to announce the winners of the March newsletter contest. I ran a contest this month to encourage you to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. If you haven't already joined, you can still do so at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash subscribe. Thank you to everyone who has participated in the contest. The winners are Penny DePetro at yahoo.com. I assume your actual name is Penny DePetro, but I'm not sure. You didn't list your name. And the other is atimper328 at gmail.com, which I know is Ashley Timper. So I will be emailing each of you, but if you hear this first before I do, please go ahead and email me your address, your mailing address, so that I can send you both out your gifts. Thank you so much. I am going to be doing another giveaway for this month of April because I'm feeling pretty generous lately. This one is for a review. I love reviews because they really help me out on iTunes. So anyone who submits me a review this month is entered into the contest, and I will be giving one lucky winner a $20 Amazon gift card. I love five-star reviews, but seriously, just just an honest review. It helps others to know if they want to give my show a try. And it also tells me what you like or what you don't like about the show so that I can make sure I'm giving you what you want. To submit a review on iTunes, I created a simple link for you to get to, which is blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash iTunes. And if you're listening already on your iPhone, you should be able to submit from the podcast app as well. Keep in mind, once you submit, it does take about two to three days to show up. So don't worry if you don't see it right away. Just give it a couple of days. So let's get to some questions, shall we? So the first question reads, I am in a custody situation where bio dad only has every other weekend and one evening a week. Kids are getting older now, nine and 13. How do you balance the kids' desires to go to sleepovers, spend time with friends, not to mention sports and schoolwork, and the desire to have quality family time. For us, time seems so precious in the blended family. Bio mom lets them do whatever they want, stay up late and have sleepovers on school nights, etc. But the kids both seem to enjoy doing things as a unit in our home. 
At the same time, we don't want to suffocate them with feeling like family time is mandatory. So this is a great question, actually, and something that we are very familiar with over here in my house. We've always had the same custody arrangement with Sean's kids and now one of mine. When they were younger, they always couldn't wait to come and have family time. But we noticed as they got older, they struggled with wanting to be with us, but also they were pulling away and wanting time with their peers. This was extremely difficult for Sean. And really, it it is for any parent. Of course, the difference with bio mom in this case is that she gets to see the kids most of the time. So having them run off with friends on her clock is fine and probably even encouraged since she might want to break sometimes. The non-custodial parent never wants to miss a moment since it's so limited. So you have to decide whether or not you want to set rules around this. So let me tell you what we do. For my oldest bio daughter, who doesn't live with me full-time anymore, I have set a rule where she doesn't get to spend the night out on my weekend, since I don't get her more than every other weekend. Sean is a little more lenient, and he will sometimes allow them to do it, depending on the circumstance, even though it hurts him when they do. And most of the time, we compromise by allowing the kids to have their friends over our house. There have been weekends here at my house where... We've had two or three other children besides our four, I should say, in addition to our four. And yes, that does get in the way of family time, I guess quality family time, since the kids are super absorbed with their friends. But we kind of like it because at least they're with us. Also, we can keep an eye on them, which is always good with teenagers. And it really gives us a good chance to get to know their friends too. And the best way to say it to the kids is by speaking the truth. You just say, look, I only get to see you really less than 10 days out of the month. I really prefer for you to be here with me. On special occasions, let's say it's a friend's birthday party or something like that, you can make an allowance. I think it's important for us to get in as much time as we can now because by the time they're 16 and up, they're kind of out the door. They have jobs and friends and They don't really want anything to do with us. So that's how we deal with it here. But if anyone else has advice for our listener on how they manage this, please let us know. But my answer essentially is having a lot of that over at your home. Then everyone wins, except your wallet. Prepare to spend extra on food with all of those kids. I can't even begin to tell you what we spend when we have all those kids here. So the next question This one was actually in our Facebook group a while back. She says, I just got off the phone with my nine-year-old son who lives in another country, and my heart is breaking. He was crying and saying that he wanted to live with me, an arrangement that isn't really possible because I'd have to be a resident of that country in order to fight for custody. My son's father and I had a long divorce five years ago, And we're just now getting to the point where we can text each other about the kids. I've told him about his son's wishes to live with me before, but he basically brushed me off saying, I prefer not. I don't have the money or emotional energy to fight for custody internationally. Neither do I want to fight with him anymore. I think that the kids are so much better off having peaceful parents. What can I do to make him understand that allowing our sons to live with me is for their own happiness? 
Well, the problem for you here is that unfortunately, we can't make others change their mind or understand our viewpoint. He's definitely not going to want to do anything that pleases you. As it sounds, it was a rough divorce. And I don't know the laws in the country that he resides, so I can't help there. Though it sounds like you already know this would be hard or really impossible to fight from where you are. What I can tell you is that he's getting older and he will soon get to the age where he can actually make this decision himself without it needing to be a fight. Like I said, I'm not sure of the laws there, but here in the U.S., usually by the time they're 12, they can have a say in where they want to live. In the meantime, you can encourage him to continue to express his wants and needs to his dad in the hopes that he will eventually bend a little. Even if the dad doesn't want to please you, he may get to the point where he wants his son to be happy. Right now, it sounds like it's a power struggle, and he knows meaning your ex knows he has the upper hand. And as long as he knows he's upsetting you, he'll keep at it. Unfortunately, people in divorce try so hard to hurt the other person that they tend to overlook the fact that they're hurting the kids. So I hope that this situation has resolved some since I got this question a few months back. If you're listening, please let us know if things have gotten any better with you. We wish you all the best of luck. The next question She says, my stepson, who's 13, loves to cuddle, hug, lean on me, occasionally cheek kiss me. He even volunteered to go grocery shopping, just the two of us, and for a moment locked arms with me. I love it. I think it's super sweet. However, I have heard a lot of disturbing things about stepmoms and teenage sons. I swear I received a side eye from another mom when we were at the grocery store. Am I being too much of a psychoanalyst? Paranoid? Sometimes I worry what is going on inside the teenage brain. He rarely initiates hugs with dad, but occasionally tries with and is often rejected by his little sister. Furthermore, in the little I've seen, he is far less affectionate with bio mom. I am an affectionate, huggy person generally. I'm also smaller than him and a bit younger than his dad. I don't have any bio kids and have been in his life for only three years. Okay, listener, I think you are way overthinking this. He's only 13. And yes, I know his hormones are starting to kick in, but you've known him since he was 10. I don't think you have anything to worry about. You said so yourself. Bio mom is not very affectionate. And this is what he's lacking, maternal comfort. I'd be more concerned if he was older because at the age of 17 or so, he should be wanting the affection of other girls his own age, hopefully. But right now, he's still young. I know my stepson has always been extremely affectionate towards me, and he still is. I've known him since he was eight. I don't think you have anything to worry about unless he starts being inappropriate. So kissing on the lips suddenly, touching and a place on your body that he shouldn't, you know, things like that. And you would know if he had weird intentions. As a woman, we can usually get feelings about things like this. Has your husband said anything about it? Does it make him uncomfortable? More importantly, does it make you uncomfortable? If it doesn't, then don't worry. Enjoy the affection from your stepson. Not everyone has that experience, so consider yourself lucky. 
And honestly, we don't know how long that's going to last. Once he really gets well into puberty, he may stop. So enjoy it now. I don't think you have anything to worry about. The next question. Hi, fellow blenders. I need advice regarding my 14-year-old bio son. His dad and I are very amicable, as are our respective partners. We are 50-50, week on, week off. My son and his dad have been constantly arguing the last three months. My son has asked me if he can move in three or four times. Stuff like he thinks his dad just does what his partner wants. His partner shows favoritism towards her bio kids. His stepmom tries to discipline him and he feels it's his dad's job. He just feels really lost and can't talk to anyone at his dad's. I think it's an age thing and I have had positive conversations with his dad, but nothing has changed. My world revolves around my kids when they're here, whereas his dad expects him to fit into his life. Today, he messaged me begging to move in with us full time. I am planning to talk to his dad again, but what do you think? I don't think he's playing us off as I'm more strict than his dad anyway. So at 14, he is old enough to make that decision. But of course, if dad's not in agreement, he can make things difficult for you. I had a daughter wanting to move in with her dad a couple of years ago. However, her reasons were because I was too strict and she wanted more freedom. And I still let her go because at her age, I knew that she was old enough and I knew she would stop at nothing to get what she wanted. And I'm also a really easy person to deal with and I know everyone's not like that. So your situation is different. But my point is, kids know what they want. You need to talk to dad. I would start it as a trial thing, maybe. You can say, hey, let's just try this for three months or six months or whatever time limit you want to put on that. And let's see how it goes. And at the end of that time, we can sit down and talk and decide what to do next. That way, nothing needs to be set in paper. And there's no pressure. You never know. Your son may try it and decide he doesn't like it. Nothing needs to be permanent. I would just try it out. And if the dad doesn't go for it, you need to sit down and discuss with your ex your son's feelings or have him talk to his dad if he can. That would be better. The issues at hand don't sound severe and possibly there are things that they can actually work through with some communication between the two of them. Next, this is another question from the Facebook group. It says, hello, everyone. How did you go about transitioning your kids to the concept of everyone living together? We are doing this now. Basically, even though all the kids accept each other and get along well enough, we spend weekends together and travel together. None of them are jumping up and down with joy at this concept, which is discouraging. I think they all have their own fears. The kids, by the way, are 13, 10, 10, 8, and 8. Oh my goodness. Three of them are my boys. The two other, the other two are his girls. Thanks for any words of wisdom to this newbie who wants to make the transition as smooth as possible. So I say to you, listener, do not be discouraged. This is part of the process. And it would be odd if they were jumping up and down with joy. They may be wondering how their own lives will change with this transition. There are so many fears that they could be struggling with right now in their mind. 
you may want to all sit down together and allow them all to ask questions and talk about their concerns or their fears. And be sure to keep the lines of communication open, but don't make a big deal out of it because they'll adjust. These are rough ages. Gosh, you've got a lot of kids and also close in age, which is going to add issues also. I did do some episodes early on about moving in together and setting boundaries and rules. So you can go back to the archive and take a listen to those. I would say those were within the first maybe 20 episodes, but it's important to set up a structure right away. Even though everything is changing, maybe keep some things the same from their previous living arrangement, whether that's a physical thing, like the way their room looks, or other things like rules and boundaries. Regardless, they're young enough that they have to go along with what their parents decide, whether they like it or not. And if you're apprehensive or tense about it, they'll sense that. So keep it carefree and light, be happy, act happy about the transition, and they'll follow suit. And most of all, keep in mind that the transition is going to take time. And you will have ups and you'll have downs. So don't expect everything to go smooth overnight. So good luck and let us know periodically how things are going. So I think that's all I have time for today. I will save the rest of my questions for another episode. Anytime you want to send me a question, please feel free to do so. I always enjoy hearing from my listeners. If you have any advice for any of the questions on today's show, please send it in to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com, though I would actually prefer if you have any advice to offer or add for your fellow listener, why not send it to me on SpeakPipe? Then I can play your audio right here on the show. If you want to do that, just go to speakpipe.com forward slash blendedfamilypodcast. Don't forget to submit a review for this month for a chance to win an Amazon gift card for $20. And my winners of this month's newsletter contest, please send me your mailing address. All of the links I talked about are always in the show notes for you. Next week, we're going to talk about what it's like to be a child in a blended family. Back in September, we did a whole perspective series but we never really talked about the perspective of a child. So we're going to get into that next week. Have a great week, everyone. Love you guys. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.